Martin banks it off. Sutter is up with it there. Right around in front. Live. In the entertainment capital of the world. Leading goal scorer on the team. Drew one in front. It's the T.C. Martin Show. A tie game on the power play. Hodgson was at the front of the net. They are even. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. A power play goal by the captain. T.C. Martin. It's brushed on back by Richard Park. Right up front. is now in thunderous thursday oh yes nba playoffs continue tonight warriors trying to bounce back and tie this series up one game apiece as they take on the la lakers tonight yes it is steph and lebron going at it once again tonight look forward to that six o'clock tip off we got it all covered for you here today we'll talk about this game uh, not only from a matchup standpoint but from a betting standpoint as well Scott Spreiser will join us, our featured handicapper extraordinaire, uh, DocSports.com. Go to DocSports.com to subscribe to Scott's picks, just like our good friend Marco D'Angelo over at WagerTalk.com. These guys break it all down for you, and of course, very glad to have them part of our team and our show. Tomorrow, Marco will join us. We'll be at the Westgate inside the Superbook, so I invite you to come down for that. And don't forget, tomorrow... A little derby special as well, too. So not only do we got NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, Stanley Cup playoffs, but we also got Kentucky Derby Saturday, the first Saturday in May. One of my favorite times all the time, even though I don't think I've ever had a mint julep. Yes, our horse racing guru, Brian Benowitz, Double B, will be joining us uh, as well, along with Marco D'Angelo, John Murray from the Westgate. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I feel like tomorrow mm-hmm. you need to order a mint julep just to have it on air. That is a good idea. You're there. You're out. Now, You're not here. Okay, I'm having a flashback now. Didn't we do this before? Oh, I know when it was. When you said that I need to have a cocktail because I had described... The cocktail when Oscar Goodman came down. Yeah. The gigantic martini. Yeah. And next thing you know, what do we have? Martinis delivered to the set. You're right. Tomorrow I got to get a mint julep. You got to remind me because I'll probably forget about this. I'll, I'll remind you on air. Don't worry. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> That's it. And then that means that the lovely uh, Bevy Bev will uh, bring it over. Instead of bringing the water and of the chocolate shakes that I always request, I'm requesting the mint julep. It's time to get her on air. I could hardly wait to say this to her tomorrow that, hey, you're bringing over a mint julep. Can hardly wait to see what her reaction is going to be with that. <laughs> the lovely think, Beth. Do you think she knows what a mint cocktail julep is? Cocktail server of the year. Does she know what a mint julep is? Well, of course. She works in a racing sports book. Are you kidding me? I mean, she's serving those ham and egg horse players, you know, probably five, six days a week. How long has she been there? Uh, a long time, I okay. believe. I okay. Believe. I, I dubbed her what, uh, cocktail server of the year? Yeah. 1997 on. Okay. So you can do the math there. Bevy Bev, my girl. I'm going to ask her for the mint julep tomorrow. Good. Now, will I like the mint julep? I read the ingredients you were saying yesterday. It's bourbon. Yeah. Mint, sugar, and water. I mean, <laughs> it's sugar sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Can I get some cinnamon? 
I want no. some cinnamon. No. Can I get some amaretto? Can I substitute? Because you know me, I'm I'm a substituter. You're not. I like substituting. You're not substituting. Anything. It's like my burgers. I like to substitute. You're not substituting anything. Substituting. You're not substituting anything. Sub in. Where's the sub? Sub. No sub. Don't come with a bell. It comes with a buzzer or a horn. Well, I didn't want to go that one. That's a sub. I mean, it technically <laughs> does sound decent. So okay. Sounds decent. You win. Uh, mint julep tomorrow. Wow. Can I drink on the air? Why not? I think I can do whatever I want. You can right? do whatever. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, good thing Cartwright's not there tomorrow. He would be giving you Breaking such a news. Hard time. You want me to tell you where Cartwright is right now? Take a wild guess. Where do you think the seven footer is right now? Right now? Right now. As He's probably speak. having dinner at Froggy's. No. Is he at the arena? One more guess. You're owing two. Uh, what? It's kind of obvious. I mean, we always talk about, you know, what he does and where he goes and that sort of thing. Is he on the road again? He's on the road again. He's not in a car. Is oh, He's on a flight. Oh, is he's he? He's on a plane right now. To Chicago? No, he's on a, I believe, a 14, 15-hour flight. He's going to Japan. Oh. Going to Japan. Is he going? There, there it is. Yeah. He's he's going to uh um you know he still deals with the 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 Japanese national team and the ja- Japanese professional league back there. So he's uh he's going back to instruct some Japanese players. That's kind of cool. Yeah, he's going to be back there for a week. So uh does he when have, he gets back, uh we'll have him on. Does but, he yeah. have cell service in Japan? That is a great question. Uh we I'm do- not even going to bother finding out unless he reaches out to me. So I'm just going to if he reaches out, oh you, oh you're trying to think having him on the show. That would be great to have. What him. is the time difference between Tokyo? It's like and, and here. Not, it's like let's, let's figure this out. Now it's going back. It's going backwards too. It's going the other way, right? It's going like the same way that Australia goes. <laughs> so so it's like yesterday, today instead of tomorrow. Tokyo right Tokyo now. Tokyo right now. Tokyo right what, now. What, what day of the week is it in Tokyo? Here we go. Breaking news. Let's go to our on the spot reporter, Numchuck. Mr. Tokyo Sapporo Saka sumo wrestler Yokozuna. We would be going to the. Who was fu- never from Japan, by the way. We would be going to the future. It is six oh seven a.m. Friday morning. It really, we're going to the future. So instead of back to the future, we're going forward to the future. All right. So so it's six. So when he lands, it'll probably be like about. Two in the afternoon. This is perfect timing because yeah. it's six oh seven in the morning right now. Oh, okay. So yeah, we so it'd be like seven a.m. if we had. Oh, him he's on an it. early riser. Exactly. That's there, what I'm saying. It'd, it'd no be doubt. perfect. Yeah, a little bit different than having Paul Buckpower Stewart on, right? Where he's yeah. It's eleven. He's, it's eleven p.m. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as you know, you know the the internationally famous TC Martin show, where our guests come from all over the world. We have to be very conscious of the time difference here. Okay. Uh, how about a long distance call? They still charge for long distance phone calls. Like, say you're in a hotel, you're in Japan. I'll just say, just bill it to the. I don't think you bill can. it to the hotel. I don't think you can do international. And what and you calls, know when you call sometimes, like you call a uh, you're calling someone's phone, and you get like the, you know, you get like the weird sounds. Yeah. You're pretty good at sound effects. What's that sound? I don't even know. You don't know. Yeah, you get that. So I'm wondering what the Japanese sound is. I don't know. That's like, what's the Japanese ringtone 
when you're calling internationally. That's, see, curiosity. They say curiosity kills a cat. Just, I'm always curious about things. Always very curious about things. Just things in general. Okay, so now I know what time it is in Japan. We're going forward. All right. I don't know. So I will send him a text because that would probably be some some good radio. Um, we can ask him I don't, what he's eating. I, I, yeah, definitely that. I know we could uh, maybe, if not get him in the, the gym there in Japan, uh, maybe in a massage parlor. You know, that's... Now, I would ask you what are the differences between Japanese massage parlors and American massage parlors, but you've never been in Japan, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't know those things. Exactly. But you know a lot of Japanese masseuses, though, as well, too. <laughs> okay, Deshaun. Whenever he's, oh, he's, he's going to the phone. He's, he's got some info for me. Are you going to pictures? He might be going to pictures. Okay, now I got to wait. You're scrolling? Go. You're scrolling? I, I got to find it. What? I don't want to see that. Are you kidding me? Don't show me that. I don't want to see you. Oh, jeez. Man, have we digressed. All right. On the show today, we already talked about it, right? Jay Cordigay, the sportsbook director, the vice president of race and sportsbook operations at the Westgate of Las Vegas. We'll talk to him. We'll talk to Scott Spritzer, uh, you know, coming up on the show today. But let's talk about what we saw last night at T-Mobile Arena. The Vegas Golden Knights victorious. Over the Edmonton Oilers, we knew this was going to be a great series. We knew that it was going to be a shootout. Not really a shootout as far as, you know, overtime or, as we say overseas, extra time. No. We knew there was going to be a lot of goals scored. And uh, that did not disappoint as the Golden Knights defeat the Edmonton Oilers 6-4. to four. Total in this was 6.5. I know some people are reluctant to let... To play over six and a half. Edmonton Oilers were a favorite, favorite in the series. They were favored minus 120 last night. The Golden Knights get the home doggy money last night. And remember, the Edmonton Oilers came into the series winning 18 of their last 21 games. They hadn't lost in regulation since March the 11th. They closed the regular season with nine straight victories. And they defeated the LA Kings 4-2 to in the opening round series. Both of those losses were in OT, in extra time. And we knew that this was going to be a great series and will be a great series. So, the Oilers come in, arrested team, just like the Golden Knights. Golden Knights, six days in between games when they defeated Winnipeg and closed them out at T-Mobile Arena last week. So basically, you know, you have, you have five nights off. And you're rested and you're ready to go. Edmonton, last night, comes in and does not waste any time whatsoever. Wow. What a performance by the Edmonton Oilers and a certain person that we will talk about here in just a moment. Who actually got the goal scoring started early on. 356 into the game, Edmonton takes the lead. Guard survey, McDavid on the move, the dry side of shoots, and scores! There it is! The most lethal power play in hockey. Strikes for the first goal of this series. The number one ranked power play, the number one offensive team, leads the NHL in goals in scoring the Edmonton Oilers in Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl. 
phenomenal game last night. And he put the Oilers up one nothing. And if you're a Golden Knights fan, you're going, wow, we've been hearing all about Connor McDavid. But yeah, we can't forget about Leon Dreisaitl, right? Well, the scoring got started early with Dreisaitl scoring 356 into the game. 40 seconds later, the Golden Knights respond. Down low, out in front. Wall puts it on net. And a save made by Skinner. Barbashev shoots and scores! Ivan Barbashev, a quick answer. A five-on-five tally. We're tied at one. Ivan Barbashev for the Golden Knights. All right, the first of two goals last night. And when Barbashev is scoring, wow, that's a great sign. All right? So VGK answers. It's 1-1, and we've only played... Not even five minutes le- yet in this in this game, right? Five minutes later, the Golden Knights take their first lead of the game. You can shade down to Drysdale knowing that he's there. But other areas are going to open up if you do that. And Edmonton is just so good. And they have so many options. It's tough to slow them down. Carlson, terrific pass in transition. Score! Amadio off the feed from Carlson! The Golden Knights strike in transition. And they've got the lead. They got their they got their first lead of the night. Amadio scores. It's two one Golden Knights. The teams get settled in a, a little bit. We actually go about you know eleven minutes without scoring. So later in the period, Mark Stone extends the Golden Knights lead. Stone a drop for Eichel. Golden Knights look to get the power play set back up. Eichel to the half wall. Back to the point. Petrangelo. It's across the spin. Shot. Tipped in front. It looks like it was deflected in by Stone. A power play goal. And it's a 3-1 Vegas lead. Yeah, Stone did uh, deflect that in. 3-1 the score. And uh, just like that, I mean, the Golden Knights look to be in firm control. But a wild frenzied first period is not over yet 11 seconds to go and Edmonton gets it a little bit closer before they go into the first intermission two goal lead here late in the first McDavid goes to work look to center one that was intercepted by Stone I'm in the corner on the dry side look to flip it out in front score a pair of home a bank shot goal by dry his second here in the opening Played. 10 seconds left in the period. He scores Dreisaitl, his second of the game. And after all that, we got a 3-2 count at the end of one. And man, go get your popcorn. Get ready. This is exactly as it was advertised that the Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers were going to have a, a shot fest. And you saw that. And the Golden Knights actually scored three times before Edmonton got off their fourth shot. Think about that. That is crazy. Edmonton had eight shots in the first period. Golden Knights had 14, and we had five goals. Five goals on 22 shots. Uh, Amazing. Amazing high-wire act uh, last night at T-Mobile Arena in the first period. All right, so now we go to the second period. And what do we get? Something completely opposite completely different we go scoreless all right we go from fireworks galore five goals in the first 20 minutes to the next 20 minutes of nothing we go to the second intermission three two in favor of the gold knights now all of a sudden we're thinking okay this is going to be a defensive battle for the rest of the way Mm, not so fast we go to the third period 
the Golden Knights with that one goal lead until guess who scores again? In the corner, Connor McDavid at the goal line. Bouchard, one time drive, save for spot, rebound, score! Will they throw some hats here in Vegas? Dreisaitl! He's got all three! Did you hear that crowd there? I mean, there were Edmonton fans in the building, and now they're witnessing near history here. Dreisaitl, again, for his third goal, scores a minute 35 into the third period, and just like this, we're tied at three goals apiece. Well, the tie game didn't last too long. 59 seconds later, to be exact, Barbashev again. That shot blocked by Nugent Hopkins. White Cloud tries again. Rister. Another Vegas answer. And they've got the lead back. Yeah, that's Barbashev. Okay, a 4-3 Golden Knights lead. All right. 60 seconds later, more fireworks. Chandler Stevenson lights the lamp. Moved by Howie, but now out to the red line. Right back across his house. Drops one to Stone. Walks it in. Right side. Shot. Stevenson off the stone feed. The double answer from Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Kusek is sitting there describing the last goal. Scored by Barbashev, and all of a sudden, oh, here we go again. Fire up the horn. Yeah, 60 seconds apart. Barbashev and Chandler score. Uh, Chandler Stevenson scores, and now it's 5-3 Golden Knights. All right, so you're thinking, Golden Knights have got this thing in hand, right? Well, don't count out the Edmonton Oilers, right? The number one scoring team, uh, especially when you know who is on the ice. David Hyman cutting to the net. The trailer drive final. Shoots. Leon Trisaddle off the feed from McDavid. We've got a one-goal game. Just like that. It's five to four. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the Golden Knights five. Leon Trisaddle four. Unbelievable. So it's five to four with 11 and a half minutes to go in the game. And Golden Knights fans can't get too comfortable knowing what they're seeing here with Trisaddle. And Connor McDavid hasn't even scored yet. Kind of a, a quiet night for Connor McDavid, right? All right. So now what happens in the last 11 and a half minutes? We revert back to the second period. Nothing. Nothing happens. All right. There are a few shots, but for the most part, both teams go cold. But finally, Edmonton has got to make a decision here about pulling their goal, uh, goaltender in, in Skinner. So Skinner gets pulled with under a minute to go. But when they decide to pull him, because he's starting to come off the ice, doesn't come off the ice. What happens? Edmonton gets called for a penalty. Six men on the ice. Just bad communication at the worst time for Edmonton. So now they have to basically, you know, just pull Skinner to go five on five. Well, that didn't work out so well because it's empty net time with 30 seconds to go. Poked off his stick by Eichel. And he'll shoot one for the empty net. It floats home! An empty net goal for Jack Eichel! Pandemonium at T-Mobile Arena last night. That's the icing on the cake as Eichel gets the empty netter. Final score, 
Golden Knights, six, and Leon Dreisaitl, four. But back to Dreisaitl. <laughs> four goals. One night after Joe Pavelski scores four goals for the Dallas Stars. What do they have in common? Well, phenomenal performances, but both of their teams lose. I mean, it is crazy that a player will score four goals and his team is on the losing end. We saw it 24 hours apart. Unbelievable. Saw the Kraken beat Dallas by one goal in overtime. And then last night, the Golden Knights, so they get the empty netter. They win 6-4. to four, But Dreisaitl lights the lamp four times. Amazing performance. Question here is, wait till McDavid gets going. And then you've got Dreisaitl. Man. Lethal, lethal offense. But Skinner wasn't great last night in goal for Edmonton. And the Golden Knights uh, were on top of it. They were well-rested. They were very, very sharp. And it definitely was not the same thing that we saw with the opening game against Winnipeg where the Golden Knights were lethargic and just going through the motions. Nope, they were well-rested, ready to go. And uh, they knew they were going to be in for a fight with the Edmonton Oilers. This is what you're going to get with this series. To me, this series is the equivalent of of what we're seeing with the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers. It's going to be like this. It's really probably more reminiscent. And again, time will tell to see how the Warriors and Lakers series plays out. But very reminiscent of what we saw with the Warriors and the Kings. Seven-game series, high-octane, number one scoring team in the Sacramento Kings, best offense in the uh, NBA with the greatest shooter and one of the greatest players ever with Steph Curry and that crew that the Golden State Warriors have. So when you look at this series, you've got the top-seeded Knights in the Western Conference against the Edmonton Oilers, the number one scoring team, the number one team in the power play. This is what I expect. Okay, Now, is every game going to be 6-4? No. We saw those lulls. I mean, think about that. We didn't see any scoring for basically 30 minutes. All right? The entire second period, no scoring. And then about a 10-minute stretch, we saw no scoring there um, at the end, uh, except for the uh, the empty netter. But the power play was big for both teams. Edmonton, two for three on the power play. And the Golden Knights, two for four. But what was the difference here? With Drysaddle getting four goals and Edmonton scoring four goals, the Edmonton Oilers only had 27 shots. That's a little bit on the low end for the pace of play in this game and what we expect in the uh, in the pace of play in the series. Like I mentioned, only eight shots for Edmonton, and a lot of those came in the final couple minutes of the first period. But uh, both teams converting to the power play, high-octane offense, uh, crowd going nuts, and there were a lot of Edmonton Oilers fans. There, there always is. Uh, I always say that. You know, you could say... The, the visiting teams that really draw the most inside T-Mobile Arena, you know, when the Blackhawks, especially when they're good, no question, Bruins fans come out, Flyer fans come on out. Uh, we saw what happened with the Washington Capitals going back to 2018, but they really took over once it was clinch night in that series was three games, two, and you, you kind of knew what was going to happen. But Edmonton for me, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Jets fans come, Calgary Flames fans, they show up, but by far for me, 
in you know the five seasons, five plus seasons we've seen here, the Edmonton Oiler fans travel and they show up. Whether they're wearing the blue, whether they're wearing the white or the orange, they show up and show out. And we would always make the joke of the you know the fifty fifty raffle there for the Golden Knights that when Edmonton's in town, it will be the highest pot. And you think that's high for Golden Knights games. But when they play in Edmonton, or actually anywhere for Canada, because the whole province is, you know, is in effect there, it is unbelievable the uh, the 50-50 raffle pots that they play for. Uh, astronomical over there. But anyway, uh, Oiler fans uh, were there last night, but Golden Knight fans, they were loud, they were proud, and the Golden Knights get the job done 6-4. to four. All right, so game number two will be Saturday. So you got rest here. Golden Knights had plenty of rest in between their series victory against the Winnipeg Jets before game number one. And now they're going to get extra day rest without any travel. And so that's very, very nice. All right. So game two is going to be Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m. T-Mobile Arena. The Golden Knights will try to go for a 2 nothing series lead uh, against the Edmonton Oilers in this one. Uh Probably a must win, no question about it. I mean, they're all must win. I mean, people think that okay, it's a seven game series. Yeah, they're not. They are okay, especially when you have an opportunity uh, to go up two nothing, or if you're Edmonton to be down two games to none. Nah, Edmonton needs to win this game. As far as the Golden Knights go, they are going to face a very frenzied, hostile environment uh, for the Edmonton Oilers when they go into their building. So big game coming up on Saturday. I expect more of the same. Uh, The pace should be uh, fast and furious. We'll see what we get Saturday afternoon for game number two, Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers. All right, when we come back, we continue on here. We uh, turn our attention to the NBA playoffs. Uh, we'll talk some Stanley Cup as well, too. Jay Cornegay is going to join us uh, from the Westgate, the vice president of Sportsbook Operations, as uh, a lot of money changing hands here in the NBA playoffs, especially in that Lakers-Warriors series. And we're I think we're going to see the same with the Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers and the rest of the NHL Stanley Cup playoff series as well, too. We'll talk to Jay regarding that and a whole lot more coming your way here. Thunderous Thursday. This is Showtime Sean Porter. You know I'm tuning into the T.C. Martin Show. All day. I just let it go. Let it go. Yeah. You know what I feel right now? I feel my man Disco J is ready to cut loose right there in the back office at the Westgate inside the Super Bowl. Billy Preston. How about that one, Jam Master J? Is that a flashback for you? You're turning it down. Yeah, come on now, check us go. <laughs> come on, sing along, Jay. When it go round and circle. <laughs> yeah. When it fly high like, like a bird up in the sky. See, I, I got a place for my, my friend TJ Reeves, who's uh, works with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay Rays, because he's trying to, you know, I try to tell him that the Tampa Bay Rays are, are coming back down to earth. 
and he wants to tell me, well, they're 26 and 6. And I go, don't worry about it. They're going to come down back down to earth eventually. It's like Billy Preston says, go around in circles, you know? Kind of like the Yankees last year, you know? They came back down to earth, didn't they? It's going to happen. There's no doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, no doubt. I'll tell you what's going to happen too, Jay Cornegay. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but, but I got to go with this. Cool in the Gang is happening tomorrow night. That's right. Friday, Saturday night at the Westgate Las Vegas. Cool in the Gang back for their, I like to say, their semi-residency. They're back every couple months. Uh, International Theater. Uh, some tickets still available. Get them at Ticketmaster.com. International Theater, Cool in the Gang, Friday and Saturday night. Get down on it, Jay Cornegay. That's it. It's a celebration. Where's Joanna when you need her? Come on. Hit me one time. I got to do a couple of Jaeger bombs first. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry I interrupted you. You, you. you had a thought there. But if you'd rather talk music, we can do that as well, too. <laughs> you guys are having a good... It must have been a carryover from last night or something. Uh, what's going on? Well, which, which brings me to uh, you know one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. Because I, I know you were at the game last night. So I, I'd like to know where the Jay Cornegay seats were last night. No, I was not at the game last night. Oh. I could not. Talk. We 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 split tickets, and it was not my turn to go. But we were looking at tickets in the same section that we normally sit, and they were uh, three fifty five each. <laughs> okay, and I was just like, and and I tried to talk my wife into going, and she's like, uh, no, 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 I already got everything. You know, she already made the store run. She had the, you know, the beers, and she had, you know, uh, um, some limes, and she was going to cook tacos, which she did. So we just stayed home and watched it at home. That, that's as intense as it was. Wow! That did she have any coconut though? Did she put the lime in the coconut and mix it all up? <laughs> <laughs> she did everything. She she's she's got it going on. She really knows, you know, uh, as far as. Pre, you know, she's always like, "Hey, what do you want for the game tonight? What do you want for the game?" You know, man, and uh, that's awesome. But you score. I wanted to go to the game. Yeah, but yeah. well, uh, there, there's game two Saturday, or you know, just wait for game five. How's that? Cause I got a feeling there is going to be a game five. Yeah, you know, you would think that that's going to happen um, because uh, it's. I mean, it's a hockey playoffs. It, go, it should go back and forth a little bit. And, you know, it's, uh, even though I hope, you know, you can kind of grab kind of a, a choke hold on this if you can, you know, win the two games at home. Because, I mean, everybody always says, oh, we're looking for a split. We're always looking for a split. But if you can get the two first two games, they've won five in a row. <laughs> but Edmonton's way good. I mean, they're very good. Yeah, you know, we've talked a lot about the Oilers and the number one scoring team in the NHL, number one in the power play. But, you know, they came in here last night winning 18 of the last 21 games. And those three losses, you know, two of them were to the Kings. You know, all three losses, though, were in uh, in overtime that they lost. So the last time they uh. lost in regulation was March the 11th. And we talked a lot about that leading up to game number one. Well, uh, last night they actually lost in regulation, but... Uh, they still scored four goals, and Dreisaitl was was phenomenal. And we really didn't even mention Connor McDavid's name. It just, I just, this is a great series to me, Jay. This has the parallel of the Lakers Warriors series 
Or maybe even better put is the Kings Warriors series because the Kings were the number one scoring team. And we don't know if the Lakers Warriors is going to go seven. I kind of think it is, but you know, that Warriors King series is so phenomenal. I think that the, that the King, uh, rather the, uh, the Knights and the, and the, uh, the Oilers are going to be reminiscent of that. Yeah, I can see it going back and forth. You know, in both of those uh, series, I think they're all going to be fantastic games. Uh, I think uh, as a sports fan, you're going to be uh, very entertained and and uh, I think uh, very fortunate to be able to be part of this. Now, and one of them is involving our our own, you know, night. So uh, I expect a long series in both of those. So back and forth, not so much maybe zigzag, but wouldn't be surprising to see both of these series go seven games. Let's talk about game number one and where the money was at. We know that the the Oilers uh, were a favorite, and I correct me if I'm wrong, Jay. I thought they opened like game one, like minus one ten. Didn't it close like one twenty? It did. It was uh, exactly that. It was um, um, uh, minus one ten. I think my one oh nine or something like that, but close a dollar twenty. Yeah. As the whole market kind of moved that way. So, anyway. Okay. Hello? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just oh. I'm just listening to you break it down, my friend. You know? <laughs> that, <that's it. laughs> no, I was like, no, I was like, oh, sorry, because my office phone rang, and I was like, I got, like, sidetracked there for a second. But, um, no, it, it was... Uh, oh, I thought you were going for some lime. I thought you were just taking a TV timeout to go for some lime. That's what I thought you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh yeah well i got i got six timeouts left so might as well use one yeah there you go all right so the g- game two all right give us where the line is at right now for edmonton and the golden knights in game two all right let's see where we're at um the we got two games tonight uh all these games are, it sounds are like he might, need to burn, he might have to burn another timeout might be quick <laughs> yeah well, no, we opened 22. Okay. All right, 122 on the Oilers. Now they're up to 124, so they inched up a bit. Okay. I see, uh, I see uh, the market anywhere, uh, mostly 120s, a few 125. We're at 122, six and a half over $1.30. See, that's, that's where I was kind of, I got sucked in. I really thought it was just going to be, the first game was going to be just kind of tight and drawn out, and they were going to find their legs and kind of, each other out a little bit and be you know that three two game, but it it wasn't obviously. <laughs> I knew I was in trouble very early, but uh, six and a half over a dollar thirty. Okay, See, I'm still I'm still a sucker for the under. I, I I just think that they tighten it tighten it up a bit, and um, but I know there's just so much skill on the ice. It's it's tough to you know bet that under, but a positive price. Yeah, I could see it. You know what's crazy too is you had five goals in the first period. You had nothing in the second, and then boom, mm-hmm. you start the third with with goal, 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 and then all of a sudden it just goes uh, about eleven minutes without scoring in the third. So you're right. I mean, you know, if you tighten things up, I mean, when you play basically thirty minutes of scoreless hockey in this game, you know, may, maybe it makes sense. You know, and think okay, it's up to six and a half. I can get a little value, you know, maybe with the under here. So I don't know, but a little bit, I, I think, you know, but well. We'll see what happens. I, I just expect it to just tighten up. I don't know. You know, everybody's going to make adjustments. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know, they're going to be looking at that top line and seeing how they're going to, you know, try to stop, you know, 
uh, the two big guns there and Connor and Leon and just, you know, put the clamps on them. I just feel like you just, you know, like, you know, where you have a, a, a like a one, four, four, one defense. Um, that's kind of what I think they need to do with that, that line. I don't know. This, uh, and you know what, you know, what wouldn't hurt would be a little bumps, uh, you know, bumping going on, uh, you know, maybe hit them a little bit, slow them down a little bit, um, make them pay for it when they come into, you know, your zone. I, I think that would maybe help the Knights out a little bit. Oh, man. Edmonton out hit the Knights, I mean, big time. Uh, again, we see this with, with quite a few teams uh, with, with the Knights maybe not being physical enough, but, you know, those numbers were definitely favored uh, the Oilers last night. Jay Cornegay joins us from uh, the Superbook there at the Westgate Las Vegas. Now, Jay, how much sharp action do you see? Uh, like say prior to game two of a series, especially when maybe the favorite, even if it's a slight favorite like Edmonton here, uh, loses because now people think like, okay, wait a minute, you know, now, now I can get a little bit more value and a little bit better price here, right? Whether it's NHL, whether it's NBA or even Major League Baseball, you know, playoffs or World Series, do you, do you see a lot of sharp action that, that come in and kind of like wait and then let's see what happens after game one? I wouldn't say a lot. I would say it trickles in here and there. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's around, and then whenever um, they see perceived value, and that could be a number of things, you never know what, what they're going to do. Um, but um, and on the series prices, I, I can tell you that uh, it's not consistent. As far as the sharp play, it, it's sporadic, if anything, but it is around. So you always have to be aware of it. And so far, um, we've seen um, there's a there was a little sharp play on the Oilers series price. Now, um, I've seen a couple of dollar twelves, dollar um, you know, uh, a, a couple of dollar tens that moved down on the Oilers. So there were uh, some Oiler bets on the series uh, early this morning. But it wasn't a landslide by any means. It just kind of trickled in. Speaking of the future, you know, money here, uh, my, my condolences. I, I hate to bring this up, but, you know, we see the upsets in the first round with your Colorado Avalanche, the defending champs, will, will not repeat. And they, they get upset uh, in, the, in the opening round by the Seattle Kraken. And then we saw what Florida did to Boston. Do you have any liability with any of these teams like Seattle, Florida, or the Golden Knights, or as hot as Edmonton was, the way they closed the season, especially with the the scoring punch that they have. Uh, any liability with any of those teams? Yeah, actually, we have liability on the Oilers. The Oilers were, especially the last quarter of the season, were the so so called wise guy team, and their ranking, their power ranking, just kind of went through the roof, and, and it was only really second to Boston. Uh, the last quarter of the season, they were just their their prices were just really ridiculous, and it continued in the playoffs as well. And we saw it, and we are still seeing that power ranking as you know the Knights are only a dollar thirty, dollar twenty five in the series despite winning game one, and they're still underdogs in game two. Uh, you know, and I thought the Knights held their own, especially five on five, and and five on five and. I don't know how many Knights scored a point last night, but 
I know. I saw at one point it was eleven different knights had a, a point. Right. I meaning think, that right. we we have a number of lines that can score. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's uh, we have some liability on the Oilers. We have some liability on the Hurricanes. But everybody else, including the Knights, are okay. I'll tell you who we need to knock out are the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it, I, I, I don't. I shouldn't say you don't have to worry about it because I know that they won game number one. But uh, I, I can't see them beating Golden State in, in four games. I, and and tonight, I, I think the the line kind of reflects that. I know people love the bounce back. They love the zigzag. I'm probably one of those guys tonight. Uh, I believe the number is now up to six and a half for game number two with the Warriors and the Lakers. Talk a little bit about uh, the money coming in with that and what you're seeing. Well, game two, we opened five and it, it immediately went to, you know, five and a half, six and it was around six for a while. But now the last, uh, uh, pretty much the last 24 hours, those sixes all went to six and a half. I even see a seven out there now on, on the uh, Warriors for game two. And, you know, the series price, um, you know, the Warriors were a slight favorite going into the series, yep. but after game one, you can see where the Lakers are anywhere from a dollar 45 to a dollar 65 on the Lakers. And I've talked to a number of operators out there. You know, we always talk, especially when it's bad news. Um, <laughs> you know, we like to, to share our, our misery. Oh, great. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 like going to a you know to a meeting or something like that. You know, it's like okay, you know, we got we right, let's hear let's hear our horror stories here. Let's try to recover, right? Oh yeah, it's just like going to the track and go. Oh, what's your bad beat story today? Yeah, right. You know? Oh, <laughs> tell me about your pick five you just missed. Tell me all about it. Um, it's you know the the the, the I don't know the the Lakers are just um. Uh, you know, the, I know what there's, you know, most people are saying what you're saying. And that is, uh, you know what? It's, I'm not going to say it, but you shouldn't have too much to worry about. You know, it's just kind of like they're on the fence almost, but they're still leaning towards the no. And I get that because there's a, a, a number of really good teams out there. I don't know if the Warriors, the, the old Warriors are, are one of them, but I do think that, you know, this is definitely a, a zigzag. Uh, you know, series. And if you want, if you like the Warriors, you know, I would say now's the time to get them. I mean, plus a dollar forty-five, plus a dollar forty, pretty attractive for you know a team that uh, if you're going to go through the zigzag and you probably think it's going to go seven games, that plus dollar forty, plus dollar forty-five in game seven. Looks pretty good. No, you're right, and uh, I, I, maybe I'm kicking myself a little bit now because I thought I got great value with the Warriors laying 150 because it opened 165 for the series, and I I waited until day of. And I said, okay, I'm thinking some Laker money is going to come in, and it did. And then uh, bingo, now it's it was 150. If I would have waited, I could have got plus money here because I still think that the Warriors are going to win the series, and I kind of almost feel. The same way I did, I was really strong with Golden State in Game 3 when they were returning home down to Sacramento 2 nothing, And I, I understand that, you know, you got to lay, you know, six, six and a half, you know, maybe even seven. I think it's a double digit win tonight. I, I do. I just think it's, it's one of those games tonight where the Warriors are going to get to the free throw line. They're going to make those adjustments. I mean, look what we saw. We saw the, the Warriors get to the free throw line six times in LA 29. Okay, that's not going to happen again. Yeah. And yeah. the the Warriors are, are going to shoot better. 
than they did. And they actually shot the ball pretty well. But uh, I think Jordan Poole get reined in a little bit. I think it's a Warriors victory definitely tonight. It's just about a matter of how much. But I, I'm inclined to lay it. I think it's a double-digit victory. And then people are going to be going, oh, okay, well, here we go. Anthony Davis. And they can't, you know, back-to-back games. Oh, LeBron's tired and this and that. And with no, you know, uh, two days off at any time in the series, we were playing every other day. I think you do have to factor that in. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. I mean, look at you know how embarrassing was that game last night for the Sixers? It's like it, that was like a throwaway game. Yeah. And I mean, you got the MVP comes back and you lose by whatever thirty four points. <laughs> it's like okay, are the Lakers gonna just lay down like the Sixers? I guess. I guess this isn't an important game, but I could see that happening. Not losing by thirty four. Right. But treat it like okay, we're gonna take it off. And we're, you know, we're going to be ready for game three and four at home. But, um, you know, this one is almost has that same feeling as that game last night. It, it does. And I, I don't think that they're going to, you know, just, you know, take it off. I just think if they fall behind early, then you'll see James and Davis, you know, get their rest. You'll see them over on, you know, with the, the knees and the legs all wrapped up and everything in ice. And <laughs> you, you'll, you'll see that. Well, yeah, it's yeah. a throwaway game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if they get behind early. But again, I just, again, I just like the Warriors because of their depth. And I can't see Anthony Davis, you know, doing this every game because he didn't do this every game during the course of the regular season. I mean, we would see Anthony Davis do this and then he'd come back and, and, you know, 13, 15 or 17 points, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he's been very inconsistent. The team is inconsistent. D'Angelo Russell, is he going to have monster games night in and night out? No, you know, Schroeder, that's not going to happen, you know, either. Um, so I don't know. I just think, yeah, tonight's a good spot. Uh, for the Warriors, and we see the Warriors, you know, with their back against the wall. And remember what they did to the Kings. I mean, you know, you said, well, you maybe not 34, but no, they could win by 17. They could win by by 19 or 20. Like the, they they beat the Kings a couple of those times. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's this. I mean, that's. I mean, history tells us this is what happens. And if you look at um, a team that has a makeup like the Lakers. They're, I mean, two big stars aging, right? And it just takes all their effort to pull off a game like they did in wait, uh, game one. Um, you can almost see it and feel it that it's going to be very similar to what we saw last night. Now, speaking of like Davis, now I think it's total rebounds and assists. No, I'm sorry, total re- points and rebounds, mm-hmm. like 40 and a half. That's something I would probably uh, play under. Yeah, that's an under. And, and isn't his uh, uh, point total like 26, 26 and a half? I think you got to think it under on that, too. I would do that. Yeah. That's the side I would favor, yeah. you know. So um, it, it just thinking about how this game is is going to pan out, and I, I agree with you about it could be a double-digit win. Um, yeah. It, there's a couple of games in the first round that didn't go that way, but those were younger, hungrier teams. Right, right, right. And this again, is, I, 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 I have the Lakers move. I can take a day off, even though I'm here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Load management for Jay Cordigay. There it is. There it is. 
it Thank is. you. Oh, is. All right. So uh, Saturday, always exciting. Kentucky Derby. How much of a horse guy are you? Or more importantly, how much of a mint julep guy are you? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, when when I tell everybody, when I'm asked who I like the Derby, and I say the defending champion, they they look at me cockeyed. <laughs> like, what's wrong with that? It's like, oh, okay. So, oh, I got it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, three-year-old. Got it. He's a novice. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, not, I'm a horse guy when I go to the track, and I will go to the track because I enjoy playing the horses with my friends, and we'll, we'll go, and, you know, my wife and I will go to Del Mar once a year usually, and, and I, I'm a horse guy that day, but I don't really follow it. Now, leading up to the Derby, you know, you start looking at it a few weeks out, and I actually rely on my horse guys. And who are your horse guys? Who are your horse huh? guys? Who's your horse guy over there? I got a couple of horse guys. I mean, they don't work here. Oh, okay. They're okay, my okay. my friends that uh, one th- uh, in town, one lives in uh, the Bay Area, and I always ask them. I like who's the white. I always ask them the same question. All right, who do you like? And then who's your who's the wise guy pick or the wise guy horse? I should say. Right. And they gave me two different wise guy horses. Right. Um, one was the uh, Japanese horse. Sotogaki, right? Mm-hmm, right. Um, Derma Sotogaki, and the other one was Confidence Game, number four. Now, with that said, I'll probably throw those two in there <laughs> and uh, go with a, a couple. I just, I'm not a horse guy to answer your, your question, but I do do a little research before I play it. Yeah, I and that wasn't really. Yeah, I just wondering if uh, you know, you know, uh, what, what kind of day it's going to be there in the Superbook on on Horse Day, and again, more importantly, I mean, are you going to have a mint julep? Do you make mint juleps? You know, does yeah. does Mrs. Cornegay, uh, you know, mix up the uh, the the mint juleps on sat on the first Saturday in May? <laughs> no, she would not have a clue how to do that. <laughs> um, but uh, I, we will hear. Yeah. yeah, I of course. Yeah, so, I think that. Uh, they have some type of hat contest. There's some things going on, some festivities going on. So it, it's actually pretty cool because I, you know, this is the one race that you see all the different demographics out there. You know, you got the young and the old, you know, you got the, and this is the one race that the young, you know, uh, sports fans out there will watch. Yeah. That actually, you know, and, you know, last year I remember, and this is what, this is what happens when, you know, you get a, uh, long shot coming in, you know, last year was 80 to one shot. Um, um, I'm trying to remember his name. Yeah. Rich, Rich strike. Rich strike. Yeah. Yeah. 80 yeah. to one. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 80 to one. And that just clears out the room. Right. Yes. So everybody's like, Oh, you must've done really well. It's like, well, no, nope. Yeah. You know, this is paramutual. It's all commission. You know, we'd actually like to keep everybody around. So usually we need that favor to get in there. And a couple of the, you know, second tier horses is just perfect. But uh, it is it's still a very cool race. Very cool event because the room is packed. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. All right, we're going to be there tomorrow, of course. We'll be talking uh, Derby tomorrow as well as the Stanley Cup playoffs and then also recapping what takes place tonight with the Warriors and the Lakers. And uh, if you see Bev, Bevy Bev out there, cocktail server of the year, Jay, as I I like to say, have the mint julep ready for me tomorrow. Have it ready. She's usually great at having those waters, but we're, we're going with mint juleps tomorrow. 
Mint juleps. I thought, I thought it was bourbon Friday. Well, that is. I mean, the bourbon is in a mint julep. Now, I didn't know this until oh, we looked it up yesterday. Yeah, exactly. I don't. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, I bourbon. I, I, I'll give you the recipe if if you want. Yeah, we we were talking about this on on the show yesterday. So if uh, you want you want to Mrs. J to to fire away when she's doing the tacos, <laughs> I, I would think a mint julep and the tacos go really really good. But uh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you want to, if you want to take this down it's a pretty pretty simple you go with a a teaspoon was it teaspoon of sugar numchuck you're, you're you're lacking on me here we go yeah we go teaspoon of powdered sugar bur, uh, two ounces of bourbon whiskey two teaspoons of water and very important four not two but four mint leaves there you go that, that's it that's that's Sounds like a very small drink. Yeah, I think so. Well, we need six of them, I guess. I don't know. But when in doubt, go with the Jay Cornegay house tacos and put the lime in the coconut. And there you, you go. Shake it all up, baby. That's what we do. All right. All right, my friend. Always great talking with you. And uh, we look forward to uh, hearing your escapades, uh, whether you make it to game uh, two at uh, T-Mobile Arena, or you're the jet setter. Maybe you just might be going to Edmonton. Who knows? I mean, you got your passport? Let's go. No, I'm actually, I'm going to Baltimore next week, too. Uh, Camden Yards. Have you ever been there? Yes, I have. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This will be my first time. I'm excited. Okay. All right. I may have a couple of... uh, um, adult places for you to go to down the street from Camden Yards if you're interested. I'll, I'll be texting. Okay. <laughs> All right, my man. We appreciate you. Have a good weekend. Thanks. You be good. It. You got it, brother. There it is. Jay Cordigay. We'll have John Murray with us tomorrow at the Westgate. Are they are they allowing uh, Americans in Edmonton? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. Baltimore's a fun city. I like Baltimore, especially in the summertime, no doubt. All right, we come back. Scott Spritzer is going to join us. Handicap it. We'll handicap the Warriors and Lakers tonight, the rest of the NBA series, VGK Edmonton, the Derby, doing it all for you. Shaking it all up.